gentlemen, we're in for an incredible night. Oh, we're taking it up with that. Mr. James Tracy with us today. So welcome, James. Why did you decide to go from a seemingly very successful uh, photography business and go over to the wedding film side? I did it for the money. <laughs> if you're going to push 50% of your business out the, out the door, which is what I was doing at that point, I needed the other 50% to pay the same minimum. And yeah. to do that, it has to be of a similar quality. You know, when you're charging more money, why should a couple book you over booking all the other guys? How transformative was that? Uh, it doubled the, charge, the prices that I could charge in 12 months. I've been in this game now for 11 years, and I'll say this to anybody that listens, the single best investment I've made. Hey, be sure you stick around because we're only getting warmed up. Dad comes over and he goes, I recognize you from somewhere. You used to be a cop. You locked our Matty up. And he turned over and he goes to the best man, Matt, calls him over and says, do you remember him? He locked oh, you up. No. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another uh, episode of Think Wedding Business. Uh, today's guest is uh, somebody who's taken a very successful wedding business, completely changed it into another successful wedding business, and the question is, how the hell has he done it? So that's what we're going to find out today, and we've got Mr. James Tracy with us today. So welcome, James. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, He's mate. done all quiet now. Did you like that? He never yeah. shuts up normally. <laughs> I don't. Dead chatty, but that was quite, quite the intro. I've got extra batteries in today because James is the <laughs> chattiest person I've ever met in my life. So uh, for anybody listening or, or watching, James was a very successful wedding photographer. Absolutely killing it. Amazing venues, amazing clients, very high end. And he decided, I don't want to do that anymore. I wanted to go into wedding filmmaking. And I think his journey and the process of how he's gone from that successful business to this one is really interesting. I think you're going to get a lot from it today, guys. So, can first I just say, question though. Can is, I just say, um, we finally got a video. It's taken, what, 15, 16 episodes. <laughs> we finally got a videographer. <laughs> yeah. So excited. We're going to be talking lenses for an hour. Oh, no, but I want to ask James straight away is why did you decide to do it? Why did you decide to go from as a seemingly very successful uh, photography business and go over to the wedding film side. I'm interested to know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, did you, did, you, did, you, did you just need a change? Did you get a bit bored of doing that? You wanted something different? Did you, is that not creative enough? You need a bit more, I don't know, you tell me. I did it for the money. <laughs> there you go, the motivating factor is always the cash. No, I'm obviously not entirely serious. Um, I think, I, when I started out in photography, it was something that um, I sort of fell into, accidentally fell into photography. It wasn't like a dream of mine to become a wedding photographer, which I'm pretty certain is most wedding photographers don't end up, you know, they never woke up yeah. at, at 16, 17 at school going, I want to film, I want to photograph weddings. Sort of fell into it. And as I was building the business, I was working, I started to, you know, when you get into like better venues and you get into sort of better clients, I was working with more and more videographers. Um, the, the James Ray was the first guy that I started to work with quite regularly who sort of kept appearing and I was more interested in what they were doing and at the end of the wedding oh, send me a film so I can have a look at it and I was kind of a bit sort of blown away by the quality because in my mind wedding videos were pretty rubbish they were 12 hours long camera in the corner yeah. sort mm -hmm. of very Uncle Bob style and I'd seen, I think we'll probably touch on this later, but I'd, I'd entered the wedding industry awards and I'd looked at the video judges and there was a guy called Jeff Wood and I'd looked at some of his films and I genuinely couldn't believe that this was one guy that was creating what felt like movies. Mm. Um, and then I started to work with people who were doing really high quality stuff. And 
I started to realise that that's perhaps something I could do creatively. I thought it was probably a little, there was a little bit more freedom, you, you know, music, movement. There's a lot more going on in a wedding film. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that I, I, I found their, their work probably more interesting than my own. Yeah. It was something that I started, I mean, I'm one of these that I've had like three, four careers so I did a first job for eight years, then I was in the police for 10 years, then I did wedding photography. It was about six, seven years in wedding photos. I started to get that itch that I need to do something different. I need to learn a new yeah. trick. And I think at that point, I just thought, well, I could probably do a bit of both side by side. Um, and then I just started to sort of look into it. I looked into Philip White's course, which I went and did. Um, just on, It was James Ray that said, just go and have a look, see how you feel about it. And I came away and I actually, being honest, came away and thought, nah, it's not for me. It's too much work. Like, you know, you've got to like... <laughs> There's just audio and different cameras and like I can just so, turn. And I would have thought that because for me, in my mind, I think there's so much more work in doing a wedding film. Yeah. Because I see photographers editing on the break on the actual wedding day and doing the pictures like, wow, that, he's nearly done. Yeah. You know, but there's so much work behind making a good quality film. Like you no. say, you've got movie, you've got music to contend with, you've got different angles, you've got all the lighting issues and. Yeah, and also, it seems so when you because you th- you've been doing photography for six, seven years, you say, yeah, and you were thriving, you you know doing well, yeah, nice yeah, venues, yeah, good business, great, yeah, good business, and then like to to then go to start again with something new, that would be like, oh, do, do, well, there was really the, be, do there was, really want to do that? Yeah, like, it was the risk of like I'm kind of okay, I'm I'm like I'm getting the clients I want, I'm working enough weddings, but I was I was shooting a lot of weddings, I was shooting forty five to fifty weddings a year, and there was part of me that was thinking. I'd like to do slightly less. That's quite a lot. I'm not. That's not sustainable long term. And and, the, and and when I joke and said at the beginning, money. When I'd worked with some of the videographers, I'm dead nosy. I'll just say, so what do you guys charge? Yeah. And I was starting to realise that I was working with guys that were charging quite a lot more than than I was. Yeah. Um, and you see, you start to think, well, I've got the kit. I've got a lot of the kit. I could probably do a little bit of this. And side by side. It helps that it's a similar... Obviously, you're not going from floristry to yeah. videography. Yeah. It helps yeah. that we're similar. We spend... We do a similar sort of day in terms of time-wise. Yeah. And it's a sim- similar creative thing. Yeah, and you use... And you've the, already got the cameras. The basics of it are roughly similar, you know, yeah. light composition moment. It's kind of the same thing, albeit just moving images versus still. Um, and I, like I said, I came away from Philip White's course and I remember just thinking, oh, it's great. It's ex- it'd be exciting, but do I need that in my life? And then I... I did a wedding in the Lake District at Mearwood and it was really long. It was 12 o'clock ceremony, like 4.30 meal. There was so much time. And I thought, do you know what? I can make a little highlights. We've got a third camera. I'll just set it to the video settings and just see what it's like. And I filmed a few bits and I, I created this like two, three minute film. And I mean, it's really this rubbish. This is why you were there for t- doing yeah. the photos? Yeah. yeah okay. So I was, because I had a bit more time and it was like quite chilled. I was just filming a few little clips whilst I was doing the stills. Um, and I went and made the video and I just, Really enjoy. I mean, it's really terrible. Like, it's absolutely like I've still got it. Can't be as bad as Adam's first video. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Man wasn't great. But everyone's everyone's, everyone's got first their first hidden away under yeah. lock and key. You need a shit video to start with because that's it. It's the, it can only you get can better. only get better. Yeah. Um, and I remember just enjoying the editing and stuff, which is weird because that's the thing that most people don't enjoy yeah. about the wedding yeah. videos. Are you it's mad? Significantly longer than <laughs> than photos. But I sort of got a bit. I got a bit bored of editing photos. I just, for me, that was. Did you Did you feel like you'd gone stagnant doing yeah. it so long? You needed something fresh. Yeah, and, and I got to, creative decision. I think creatively, I got to a point. I mean, creative is a word that loosely gets banded around, isn't it? But I think I just found that I I wasn't enjoying it as much. I was just sort of not going through the motions, but I'd like hit a wall. And I looked at, you know, you're looking at all the other top guys. You're looking at like 
sort of the Crawleys and Adam Johnson, Steve Rooney, people like that, photography guys in our region in the Northwest. And you were like, I'm not as good as them. And then the big thing that kicked me was Dave Scholes. I always say this. So Dave Scholes is a wedding photographer based in, is it Clitheroe? Clitheroe, yeah. That way. Great, great photographer. And um, I'd worked with James Ray and he said, oh, I work with this guy called Dave Scholes. He's like, his work's amazing. And I went and looked at it and I was like, oh my God, I'll never be as good as this guy. This guy is like... He's insanely he's good. I, I, I really enjoy watching him work because his brain's like oh, bonkers. And he mad. really thinks about everything. And Yeah, he's very good. And I just looked, I thought, I'll never be as good as him. And that was the point where I was like, right, I need to do something else because I have to like push myself all the time. I'm like, It's I funny felt- you say that because your, your photography work brilliant. Was, all, brilliant. was absolutely brilliant. It really, really was. You shot Stefan's wedding. Yeah, There's another yeah. videographer. Yeah, because I did that wedding. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, and I think that was the first time I'd seen... Like, you know, your work aside from your your few yeah the big shots that you yeah, on yeah, Instagram, yeah, yeah. but I've seen a, a full collection stuff. of your stuff, and you, you were you were up there, you were brilliant, and it's yeah. a testament that you were doing a, a videographer's wedding. Yeah, he, he picks the good people, and right? it was yeah, it was a bit stressful because I'm like, oh god, he know, he know, <coughs> can't blag this. He actually knows what he's doing. <laughs> I get I get really flattered when I get asked to do somebody's wedding who works in the yeah. wedding industry. Yeah. But it always comes with that bit of extra pressure, doesn't it? You just feel like you've so. got to find another 10%, even though yeah. that doesn't really exist. Because you, pre- you put that pressure on yourself because it yeah. never comes from the clients. They've booked you because they like you and they trust you. And they, they just want you to do your thing. And, yeah. 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 But, it is, do, yeah. but, but it's you put nice. it on yourself, don't you? you know, it's, it's like when you get somebody that says, like, now they go, I work in TV and film, and you think, oh, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to judge me even more. Yeah, they're, but they're not. They Like you've said, they already know that you're yeah. capable, and that's why they booked you. But you still there's that bit inside going... They're gonna figure me out. They're gonna know that I'm a fraud. They're gonna know that I'm I'm not like trained yeah. and I don't understand it. I've done weddings for none crowds. of us are trained. <laughs> everyone in the wedding is in the in the TV industry, and I'm walking around and like, oh, you're the videographer. Okay, what camera is you on? I'm like, <laughs> it's horrible. It's a black one. It's horrible. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like just to freshen things up a little bit for me as well, because I'm a bit like I don't want to get a proper job. I've had six, seven years of like working in my office upstairs at home where I walk up and down. That's my commute to work. Um, yeah. You know, I'm my own boss. I'd suddenly realized that I can't work for anybody else again because I'd, I'd just I'd yeah. be a terrible employee. Yeah. So just to freshen it up, and my original plan was to do a 50-50 split. So yeah. it's a good s- business move as well. Like if you mix it up and you've got double the opportunities there, if you it, like, I guess that was your intention to do both at the time yeah. and pick up. It, it was through. sort of, I was trying to get ahead of the curve a little bit because I started to see that I was working with more and more video guys. So when I started in 2012, so I shot my first one in 2012, 2013 was my first sort of proper year before I went full time. I never worked with a video, videographer ever. And then I got into 2014, I maybe had two or three over like 50 weddings. But by 2015, it was like one every four. Mm. 2016, it was yeah. sort of becoming every other wedding I was getting one. And when I was starting to hear the price, I was like, ah, these, these couples now get the moving image. They're, they've grown up with it more. It's more accessible. They understand it. And they're seeing these better quality films. So, I think the standard rose so quickly yeah. within the, with, with film, wedding films. And then people caught, started, started to realise, actually, yeah, that might be a great keepsake from our, from our yeah. wedding. Just as much as the, as the photos. There weren't these six hour longs. There were two, three minutes yeah, with a 15, 20 minute like film. A little cinematic film. Yeah. And you, when you see one, you just want one, don't you? I mean, you can you... never imagine having your wedding without a film of it. No, I mean, no, and no, I, no. Me and Sam made that mistake, you know. I wasn't in weddings when me and Sam got married 18. Same. You know, I was still singing, but I wasn't in the wedding world. 
God, I'd love to go back and do it. But there weren't the people then. The yeah. quality wasn't there then. No. We, didn't, so, we, didn't, we didn't have one. And it's my kids now come up and say, like, Daddy, where's your wedding film? Because you make wedding films. And I'm like, eh, I didn't have one. I didn't have one. Didn't have uh, one. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. 2012. We you know, got engaged in 2011. Who would you who would you have gone to? Because it was just, I think it was around the time that Jeff Wood was starting. And he got the 5D Mark II, which was the first sort of pros. One of the Yeah, of cameras that, that allowed you to make yeah. that shallow yeah. depth of field. So there wasn't really anything about yeah. um, now when I'm working with them. So I looked and I was like, the tide's turning, people are starting to split the budget and spend as much on video as they are on photos. So from a business perspective, let's open myself up to two income streams rather than being tied to yeah. just photography. Also, yeah. which is incredibly saturated. Yeah. You know, anyone... Oh, photography yeah. really is. And yeah. the cameras are getting better right. and better, so the barrier to entry is getting less and less. So I was a bit like, well, let's have two strings to my bow. And then I can earn money from two sides. The problem was once I started to make the wedding films, I was like, oh, I like this a lot more. You this is a, yeah, I was yeah. weirdly back. I'm going to give my age away, but back in 1993 when I went to college, um, there wasn't you could there wasn't Google. You couldn't Google how do I become a filmmaker. But I, I had an interest in doing that. I ended up going on a graphic design course, and the parallel course to us was an audio visual course, which would be media now. And they're all making movies, and I sh- what I should have done is sacked it off and gone on that course, but I didn't finish mine. So you and think that's always been in you? I think I've always had that thing that I was interested in yeah. you video. You finally got to where you wanted to In be. the end, I would have tried to go into TV, probably failed, and ended up in weddings. Like, <laughs> So I'd have ended up here somehow. Um, but I just then, I'd switched to Sony in 2017 as well from Nikon. And obviously the Sony's, I think you shoot Sony, don't mm-hmm. you? They're so much easier to, to use for film. I was like, well, I've got the, I've got the kit, I've got the lenses. I think you deserve a lot of credit for going for not just sitting on your photography business which is doing well and going I'm bored at this and I'm going to pivot I'm going to do and I'm watching the attention of the industry of where people are spending the money and video looks like it so I'm going to jump on it and then you've gone fast forward to now and you you know yeah it was it was just like I was looking around thinking this takes balls yeah the seats at the top table in video is what sort of went through it's so ridiculous how my mind works but I'm looking going like all the photography like world's kind of full like all the high end guys are done and I'm not good enough I can't get to that level easier to get there but the video is and but part of me felt everybody's going to see this like I'm not the only one that's going to see this all these other photographers are going to start thinking about switching Mm. and doing video as well but if I can get ahead of the curve I can at least be in the game now a lot of photographers are branching out and offering it or moving yep. over or etc. Yeah, and why, and why wouldn't they, I suppose? Because like you say, it has become... Well, it goes because it does make sense. From it a business goes, decision, it makes sense. If, how um, hard is it to win a client? Well, so if, if you, you already got a photography that, gig with them, yeah. and you say, oh, by the way, I have a second shoot that comes along and I can create you an amazing video. It's not going to cost you 3,000, 4,000 quid. It's going to be a little bit, it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be probably as good as what you would pay for. Why would you not offer that service? And, and if you've already got the client, this yep. is the, when she, if somebody's bought you once, they'll put you for something else. Yeah. So it just make makes sense, doesn't it? Well, you you kind of read in where the attention is again because the the audience, the the couples are saying they're probably going to the photographer and saying who, oh, who we're, do we're you recommend about video? Who do you recommend you anyone? Think, yeah. Yeah, so why me. not? So <laughs> yeah. We can do that. Offer it all in house because it makes sense. They've they can book it all with one person and it makes it easier for them. And you put I, all that effort this into is winning what, a client. I, I had this worry yeah. a few years ago of like, oh, I think everyone's going to start offering both in-house and it's gonna. that's where it's going to go and I need to I need to keep an eye on this. And I've, I've not I've doubled down because I feel like it's <laughs> fizzled out and everyone's yeah. back to... Well, I did a wedding the other week, the one in Wales when you're getting married things. at your venue. Yeah. And he was, he's brilliant, this guy. He does the video and the pictures on his own 
Yeah. No, and he, he uses that as his selling That's strategy. Mental. I don't, don't have a video team. That level of stress team. freaks me out. Yeah, he does it all himself. Fantastic. Got, I think he's got like three, one camera here, one on either side. I think I know and who he, this is, but I'm not, I won't mention fantastic. it, but I think I know. It's Gary, he's called. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm Gary. Gonna, I, don't, I don't know Gary. Gary. I, I, I you know think, Gary. Is that his name? Just I was thinking of Mike Langley. I, think, I don't know if you, Mike Langley does the same. He shoots no, like double handed. I think he was called Gary Gunn, I think. I'll get his details. I'll show you. I mean, he's brilliant. He's dead cool guy as well. And when he said that, I was like, all on your own. He said, yeah, and that's how I sell it. I sell it to my couples. You're not going to have a team of video. I do everything for you. And by the way, here's the results. And it's amazing. It's yeah. like, I love that. I, I mean, I do, do I get it. From a photographer perspective, that was my original plan. And I can totally see why lots of other photographers now, especially because the mark, it's a little bit more challenging, isn't it? Like I said, there's more people coming in. Obviously with post-COVID, perhaps people have lost their jobs and they've decided to, oh, you know, I use my camera now and I'm going to weddings. Mm. Yeah. It, it, that has sort of brought made it even more competitive than it was say, five, six, seven years ago. So you think, well, I can do a highlights film or I can do, or a husband and wife. How many, sort of even some of the big names in the wedding photography industry have now started husband and wife teams. Um, I think Andy Gaines, now he's, he's yeah, wife. Yeah, brings someone with well, me yeah. and they cover the, yeah. So they, they've looked at it and gone, well, there's a market here. We're, we're getting these clients. They want to work with us. We can create a product that, that, that looks similar on both <clears> sides. <throat> And they're not having like, they're not rolling the dice of having like a, you know, when you get suppliers, we're all lovely until you get there on the day and then it turns out that maybe one of them is not amazing. Well, you're selling that consistency. Yes. Yeah. All under one banner. So we work the same. We come as a package. We're in sync and you'll get photos and videos that look the same, complement yeah. each other. It, like you can sell that really easily, I think. But I think yeah. that the Makes difficulty sense. comes in, I think when you've touched on trying to do it on your own, because I... I was like, well, how can I make this work as a business? Can I shoot stills and then offer a highlights film at the same time? So I tried that on a couple of weddings and I tried to film those little extra mm. bits, knowing full well that I was booked to do photography. So the key moments like coming up the aisle, confetti, you've got to prioritize stills for that. But you can still have a, you know, you can have a static camera, can't you? And get some of those moments. But it, that was, for me, I that was too much. Too yeah, much stress. Was, so yeah, you, did, you did that first yeah, wedding yeah. where you had... I did one of them and never Plenty did another. Plenty of time in a drink reception to go, actually, I've covered all yeah. my photography. I'm going to play with video for half an hour because I've got the time. Yeah, because four some, hours. Which sometimes you do. Yeah. But then the next wedding, you don't have the time. So it's not like, it's not going to be sustainable, that is No. It? You had an hour and 20 minutes on the one that I did it on. And suddenly you're going, I've got to get groups done. I've got to get a couple stuff done. How am I going to? And I just sat in a, and then you've got to set speeches up. It, I, I did it once and came back and I... I just thought, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, that for me is too hard. So I've got to make a decision. It's one or the other. And then part of the the decision that probably pushed me fully towards video was that one, it was more creative, it was more enjoyable, but also like the, the money's good in in video. People do now appreciate that it does mm. cost a bit more because there is more work to it. The editing, you know, it's yeah. five times as long to edit a mm. film as it is for photos. So the the costs have to. You know, you need more kit. You need, you know, three, four cameras instead of perhaps two with a spare. Um, And then it was like, well, if I can book a day out for that amount, I don't really want to be booking it for that much less. Because Sod's Law is always, if you've booked on one day, you're going to get an inquiry that want to book you for video at the higher rate. So I just sort of made the decision, right, I'm going to go full on into into video. So I think that's the perfect place to kind of segue in. We've got your why. We've got yeah. your why, and you know <clears throat> I'm interested in this. And certainly, our viewers and listeners is want to know about the how. Yeah. <laughs> so you made that decision, and it's like right now I need to make this as the business. And obviously, you've got the grounding, and you 
probably got your network base yeah. with what you've got with your photography, but it is still a very different world. So how did you go about thinking, right, now I'm just filmed now, I need to go and now market that business and start getting gigs that way. Did you tap into your, your original sort of network you had? Or were you doing different things? I know you've had some mentor and we can touch on that in a bit as well and how important that's been. But yeah, give me some starting points where you thought, right, now I'm filmed now. I need to go and market myself as a filmmaker. I mean, what do you do? What are you doing? With your, all of a sudden, your whole website, your yeah. photography, like, what do you, how did you then start again? Yeah, that was, I mean, because that was a thing. Obviously, over six, seven years, you've built a business. You've made tons of mistakes. You've probably both done the same with anybody listening has mm-hmm. done the same. So you, you do sort of think, well, I don't need to do those things, but I know these things are really important. So the first thing was set up a website. Um, yeah. That was the first thing. So standalone, dedicated Standalone, film. dedicated yeah. website. If I'm, even if I was going to do both side by side, you know that you're not going to get any referrals from any photographers if you're offering both on your page. They're just going to shut you down because you're a threat then if you're saying, hey, go to my video site and you've got photos on there because we go back to people will book. So I did two separate sites so I could run them as two separate run businesses. Separate. I, you know, I knew that I knew enough photographers that I could get referrals from some of those guys. The first thing I had to do is I had to have some content. So I went straight to a couple of photographers that I know and said, right, find some clients of yours that haven't got wedding films that want them, that would have one for free. They will accept that there may be errors and I might make mistakes. I need to come and learn what is different and what is hard and make some mistakes with no risk. So hence free offer it free. Yeah. So offered it for free. And I know there's a huge thing in the wedding industry. People should never work for free, blah, blah, blah. But I needed content, good quality content. So I could go to these struggles who were working at good venues and instantly I've got that leg up that it looks great. It's at a nice venue. And I can, if I make a mistake, it doesn't matter. So I, I Andy Griffiths is a guy that helped me a lot. He, he got three or four clients of his and I'd go along and I'd shoot alongside and I made some pretty big clangers on one of them. You know, you, kind of the sort of stuff that if I'd done that as a paid mm. videographer would yeah. have been a bit it would have been hard to sort of like Ooh, that's awful but because it was a free job they still got something it just wasn't you know the it audio was, yeah the audio it? wasn't yeah. great so my, my biggest tip to anybody when you're doing it is g- just do a few for free and get the mistakes done because you're going to make them now, if you haven't made a mistake by your fourth wedding do some more for free because they, they're yeah. there you want to get them you out of the way you, you will the make same mistakes with me because that, that's how we started off with Adam I, I tapped into some of my clients said book me do you want a video it'd be free got a young lad he's dead interesting he's dead keen bosh and then yeah I mean being in the industry better, already right? and having a photography network yeah. of friends that you that you know you can accelerate you're in that world yeah. you, can, you can do it quicker than someone starting out because yeah. you but can I go think, sorry like, carry on like with you yeah. um, you're already established you've already got clients who are having their wedding do you need a video? I'll do it for free. Done. And so people like free stuff. Here, <laughs> the key point, which is really good, is you, you've gone into high-end weddings at the very start, and it was pretty much the same as Adam. So you're not starting the low end of weddings where you're building up in not very nice venues. You're the getting, com- you're, and the complaints you get generally, the lower the budget, the more yeah. like they want the moon on a stick yeah. often, don't they? Yeah. So, so you're getting high-end you know, weddings straight away to practice on. Yeah. And th- I mean, that's a real takeaway for people, isn't it? Try, you know, yeah. get a great network. And then ask. But you've just a leg up that venue. most people. It's, it's don't a leg. Have. You, you've got an advantage of skipping anybody. those first couple of years yeah. of working your way up to the good venues. Because I'd done that with stills. Which is what I did. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I'd done that with stills, and it just straight away I'm shooting at decent venues in Cheshire. I've got you know couples have got a decent budget. The film already looks better because it's not cheap, and you know it's not a cheap sort of venue. Yeah. So you've got that advantage that others will see it. Like I said, the biggest thing for me was I know I'm going to make mistakes. I, I need to. 
there's a lot of more there's a different mindset to thinking when you're videoing when you to photo, photography on the day and it's getting your mind geared to what do i need to worry about next mm. and that's where the mistakes happen that's it was an audio mistake on the one that i did and it's because i i not thought to well, you're you kind of trained up. in one way because yeah. you're so used to doing photography so you Audio's not a problem. you've got to think differently so was there a process of like i need to unlearn all what i know and do it and think about it differently yeah on that sort of like because that was 2018 so i all my freebie weddings were through the summer of 18 so i was shooting like my 45 50 stills weddings and then i added another eight video on top <laughs> so it was it wasn't ideal but i got i learned so much that summer um, and it was coming in and being, you did, what I found is you have to have a completely different mindset. So stills, you're approaching it, looking for the moment and you've got these pressures, like the couple stuff is important. The groups are generally important. You know, that's not necessarily the same when you're into video. Audio is really important. Yeah. Having a second backup angle is really important. Yeah. Making sure you're actually where you position yourself is very different with video mm. to stills. Mm. And so it was just getting into this mindset and I actually found it quite hard. And there's again, another reason why I didn't want to do both is to turn you, some people can do this really easy. I couldn't to switch from doing sort of video one day to photos the next my mind was still in yeah. that train yeah. of thought. Yeah. And I was like, this is quite hard for me. I know there's tons of people that can do it and you just flip between the two, but I, I wasn't one of them. But over that course of that summer, I got my mistakes out of the way. Once I made that mistake on that, I think it was the third or fourth wedding, I did another four. But by then I had, you know, I put procedures and stuff in place in terms yeah. of how I do stuff. Yeah. And I've luckily touched wood, <laughs> never made that mistake since. Yeah. All right, so that, that's the first point, really good one. Tap into your existing network yes. and get on them gigs and do them for free at the start. Get your content, because um, you can't sell something that you can't show. Yeah. Well, then how did you start offering that and get, getting paid? I want to get paid for this now. So then I obviously got a website then. That's the next thing. So we go back to one of your other guests, Dave Stubbs. I'd done Dave Stubbs' course on SEO years yeah. ago. So I'd applied a lot of that to my wedding photography business. And because I, I was kind of like fixing some of the mistakes I've made. It was quite hard to rank. I eventually got my website to rank quite well, but I'd done a lot of things wrong in the early days. But because I'd done that course with, with Dave and also with videography being less competitive than photos, I straight away could get that to rank quite well, quite quickly. I'm just going to pause you there. This is a little note to the, the viewers and the listeners. If you haven't seen the podcast with David Stubbs, the SEO expert in our industry, after this one, go and listen to that one because we've had so many great, mm. so much great feedback from it. People saying, oh, they've changed the website since got, there. He and, knows his stuff. And the difference it's made. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to get that in there. P people haven't seen it or listened to it. It's brilliant. You, you were relying on an, an SEO and that was yeah, your yeah, first my, port my, of call. Of my first port of call was going to be get the SEO right so the website ranks really well for video slightly different, get it ranking for re regional stuff. So I had that understanding from, from understanding from through Dave and I knew how to make my website rank quite well so i knew that that's one that's gonna yeah that'll start to generate some work and then i lent again i went back to five or six of the existing photographers and other spies said look i'm offering video as well now it's going to be pretty cheap you know i said i'm yeah i couldn't go too cheap because i didn't want to like, almost do my own legs if you like yeah but i needed to be cheaper than you know the other guys that were established to at least again get some paid work so i think i started for like a thousand quid yeah and um i sort of picked two or three up and then it was pete lawson who helped me out massively because he had a previous client's friends. So when they'd done some freebie work, when they were shifting over, um, their friends had seen the film and thought, oh, these guys are racing. Obviously, the Lawson's were a lot more expensive by then because they were hugely successful. Lawson um, films, yeah. 
Lost films, they're, they're okay, yeah, they're decent. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, they're, they're doing my They're way. doing your wedding, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Pete um, really, they said, you know, can you recommend anybody? And Pete really kindly sent them in my direction. And it was a cool London couple, a Walcott Hall, I don't know if you know it, it's like yeah, a but, mega venue, mm-hmm. like it's totally quirky, really bonkers place. Like, it sounds really shallow, but they were like incredibly attractive couple, which was just completely fluky and the, the photog- one you want on your website yeah, yeah. Was, the photographer was a guy called Matt Parry who was the guy who I, whose work I'd seen when I first started and he kind of got me into wedding photography he was like really amazing London wedding photographer so I was getting to work with somebody that I had that I was quite excited for work working with it, a cool venue with a great couple and it was you know I mean I was way into charging a thousand quid it was ridiculous but Didn't it was matter. a mega mega wedding yeah and even though I was relatively new to it, I got this great film. Stick that on social media. Stick that on your website. Suddenly, then it's a cat- it's, a it's the catalyst and the yeah, springboard definitely. to other people seeing it and starting to generate inquiries. Did you find once you started to generate inquiries, um, were then people going well, like googling you and going, "Hold on, he's got a photography website as well. He's got film." Like, was there any sort of confusion that not did not it so much? You because, at all? No, because I kept the two separate. So what I did then is I, I created like an entirely separate social side. So I created a, a different Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I did kind of make life hard, a, a little bit hard for myself because I was managing two Instagram accounts, two Facebook accounts, because you sort of had to do that yeah. even back then. Um, and I didn't really get too much of the crossover because they were so specifically searching for video or they were looking for video. So they weren't even noticing They weren't even noticing it. Yeah. Um, and the thing then is I could pay back those guys that had given me the leg up with the free films. And so they said, oh, do you know any photographers? Yeah, go and speak to this guy. So it was quite nice to be able to then give something back to the guys that helped me out when I'd started. Um, and then I just, once I sort of picked up two, three bookings, I pushed to 1,500. Mm. And then... It quite was a, quickly. Quite quickly, which was, you know, it's a mid, sort of middle market price and it probably seems a bit cheap now, but back in sort of 2018, that was okay. And then I thought, right, I want to get real good real quick. Like I need to bypass the next two, three years of development. And Why? I, Why did you want to? Because I, I didn't... You just fell in love with it. And you yeah, liked. I enjoyed it. And I was a bit like, it took me maybe three, four years to sort of settle into photography and find like my style and and find what works for me and i was just like right i want to get good like fast and so this is at the point where you've got both you've still got photography gigs yeah. you're starting to take video yeah that is the scale tipping at this point and you're going no it's, it was still more photo so this was like um 20 end of 2018 so i did the walk at all wedding end of 2018 i probably only had six or seven film bookings for 2019 mm. and they weren't at huge amounts of money but was that why i want to get good so that i can do more I can, film i can do more film because i basically I, I had to charge similar money to what i was charging to photos otherwise it just didn't work as a business model yeah, yeah. um so the only way to do it is offer a high quality product because ultimately that's what you judge by yeah. isn't it yeah, like yeah. How, i need to get good quick because i need to be able to charge the same because yeah. i need to replace the income yeah, yeah. that's it if you're going to push 50% of your business out the, out the door, which is what I was doing at that point, I needed the other 50% to pay the same minimum. And yeah. to do that, it has to be of a similar quality. Um, so I, that's when I started to think about, well, again, going back to photography, a couple of the guys that I knew had come, I think Andy Keir and Andy Griffiths, who were both Northwest guys, they'd done David Stubbs mentoring. And they'd said they'd basically gone from here to here in 12 yeah. months. And, and they said I, it's the best I worked with Keir recently, and he still raves about his time with Dave. Yeah. And they said it was the, the best money they'd invested in business because it, it, it bypassed all the learning. Mm. Um, and at that point, randomly, I'd gone out to a gig with 
a few of the wedding video guys and, and Jeff Wood was one of them and I, I think I'd said to him this was the year before I was like you know if you if I wanted to do mentoring would it be something that would interest you and he said yeah just give me a call and he wasn't offering it and I I rung him up in like January or February 2019 and said like you know when you said that about 18 months ago how do you feel about doing it and he said yeah that, that, that sounds quite good and then that was the catalyst for sort of rapid improvement in terms of the film. Because yeah. I had somebody who knew what they were doing sitting me down saying, why are you doing that? That's that's silly. It's the best money you'll ever, you'll ever yeah. spend because you're investing in your future and yourself, but you're investing into, into making that jump really quick as well because yeah. you're learning from the people that are at the top and you're learning all their skills and all the little tricks and tips. And that can take years. Yeah. You know, and, you're buying and, that experience. But that's all what you're them years for. of yeah. learning it yourself, the amount of money you're going to lose... For, but putting that investment in to working with the best people. How transformative was that? Amazing. In a word. Uh, it doubled the charge, the price that I could charge in 12 months as, as quickly as that. And the t- from starting in, so I think I started in March 2019. Um, I was by the end of 2019 when the world was all positive and everything Great was going to be amazing. <laughs> um, I was charging twice what I was charging at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And... See, the cost of whatever you've paid him, because it's not going to be cheap to, to no. pay for education, it never is, but for the right one, for a good one. Yeah. But then to be able to double your price within a year, it's pay for itself, hasn't it? It's, and it's, the amount of money that we all waste at the start, business cards, flyers, and th- there's stuff that's just not going to work. Everything you need. Lenses, yeah. Yeah. You know, specific to our This came back to fortunes. what the other guys said, paying, it's not cheap. I mean, we're talking thousands. Um, I mean, Jeff, what he charges now is different to what he charged me because I was the first one. So mm. I don't usually want to go into what I paid because obviously the, the things yeah, yeah. are different. Um, but it was like, you know, more than... It was multiple thousands. Yeah. It, it, knowing what he charges now and it's more than what you paid, would you still have paid his now yes, prices? I 100% would have paid. In fact, I, I've been in this game now for 11 years and I'll say this to anybody that listens, mentoring was the single best investment I've made in 12 years of business not new cameras not new drones not mm. new you know even even to a degree sort of one day training courses they'll give you an insight but the mentoring really yeah. opens the door to all the tricks and all the experience the mistakes not to make it, it the single best thing i could have ever done and if i'd say to anybody that's transitioning from one area to the go and find somebody whose work you like and who you respect and see if they'll do a mentoring with you for three six twelve months what you will learn in that time period will accelerate your... After him saying this, I think we should put our course price up. <laughs> yeah. And the reason to say is because so, so many of our students have pretty much said exactly what he said when they followed our course. It's, in, it's just it's priceless, so important. isn't it? You, yeah. You're buying experience and... And you know that that's going to pay off when yeah. you can put your prices up. Yeah. When I, I mean, if you'd have said to me I would have doubled my prices in nine months, I, I genuinely wouldn't have believed it. But the mentoring they made, because it was pulling me up on little mistakes that the client, he, I think one of the things he said to me is people will start to book you because they'll say you, you, they can, your films feel different because there's something better about it. They won't know why. They'll just feel... And then about the week after he said that, I've got a couple saying, oh, yeah, your films just felt different. You know, they just... There was something we really liked about it. And I'm thinking, God, this guy's like... He knows because he's got the experience. He's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> How does he know? <laughs> Um, but it's experience because right. he's saying these are the little differences that make and that's why you can charge that's why the people at the higher end can charge more because mm. but you can't sometimes it's really hard to you know I could watch somebody's films and I wouldn't have picked up on those things yeah. but when you told it and you go and you put it into practice you come over and you go uh-huh. ah yeah. so it's a, re- it's a real combination isn't it of t- 
tap into your network, your SEO, make sure your website and everything's on point. The basics have to be and there, And getting yeah. some really good training from amazing yep. people. Just wanted to pause the podcast there just for a minute to let you know about a deal that me and Adam are running on our Complete Wedding Film Business course. So if you're somebody uh, a bit like James who wants to transition into film and you want to know how to film weddings, how to edit weddings, how to deliver those films, how to edit faster, if you want to know about the business side of it, how to network, how to get your referrals working, how to get your first gigs, it's just a complete solution to building a wedding videography business. It's got everything that you could need and it is currently on offer at 50% off. So it's half price, 50% off. It's linked in the podcast description, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, or if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be linked in the description. So whilst we're on the topic of the importance of investing in yourself and that education, as James has said, 50% off. If you are interested, go and check that out and we'll get back into today's episode. I'm gonna ask if you did any like more direct sort of marketing where you've say venues you've worked in the past, approaching them saying, I'm not a photographer anymore, I'm now a video. Yeah, that's and how they took that. It's a bit like me going from, right, I'm not a singer anymore, but I'm a photographer. Can you get me loads of work, please? They'd be like, oh, I don't know. Did you have any hiccups along the way there? Or? Yeah, when I moved to, um, obviously everybody knew me as a photographer. I've been in the game long enough then that um, that was quite reasonably well-established photographer. I built, I call those connections as one. And even now there's people that still refer to you as a photographer because that's how they remember that's you. That's how they remember you. Um, but I did, I went back to like the venues that were recommending me. I went back and said, look guys, this is the direction I'm going to move in. Would you still be interested? Here's some of the films. Would you still be interested? Everyone's pretty supportive. They still want to, if they like you as an individual, I guess it doesn't really matter what you produce in the end because they, if they can, I think what it comes down to is like, they trust you to come to their venue. That's why they recommend you. So whether you're going to do photos or film, they know you're not going to come and... Oh, yeah. From a supplier point of view, they're recommending you because you're great to work with on the day, professional, etc. Yeah. You do a good job and your photos are great. But it's, it's you know, as much about you as it is the It's the not yeah. making things run late. It's the so respecting say, the rules of the venue. Video, of course they're going to trust yeah. you. Yeah. So that part was relatively easy and, and you kind of got to remember, remind them to change like the website if they put backlinks and like, can you put the film yeah. one on for us? And then, I, bet yeah. you, I bet you got yeah. tagged a lot in your photography loads page. Of, yeah, loads. The photography page gets tagged. So at this point, I'm still running like two, like two businesses mm. effectively. So I then made the decision. I built up like a decent follow account on the video account, but you, you can't merge on Instagram. I don't know if you can now, but you couldn't merge on Instagram. Right. So I'm like, right, I've got to nail my colors to the master. So I closed down the, the smaller Instagram changed the my main Instagram to film and basically just went right this is it I'm I'm doing it so it then became like you say you've got to contact everybody you've got to oh I love that moment in your life yeah I'm, I'm doing, doing something I'm, different that bridge is now totally burned I'm not going back I've got the wolves up my heels I'm going it's for exciting it. again because you've, you've reinvigorated even though it's the same industry and it's the you know not tons has changed there it's something new and it sort of fires you up so of course we're going to 2020 like I'm going to finish my mentoring I'm like yeah. I've got half the half my films. I've got some good venues. We are going to smash it. This is going to be the best year ever. And of course, everybody knows what happens at that point, <laughs> and everything gets moved. But in in some ways, that great made, challenge though. Yeah, great it challenge. gave me time then to work on the SEO side of the of the wedding films. It gave you. I made that work for me. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I hated the entire. You know, when you hear people go like, "Oh, I quite like that." I hated every second of it. That you was like the beginning of it. No, I hated, I hated all the of it. First one was great. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I hated all of it. Yeah. I was because I just didn't ever know when we'd come back, and I'm, I'm a control freak. So the idea of not knowing when I was going to be able to work again, that was I was so out of the walls. Yeah, we I was need out a bit of uncertainty zone. in our life sometimes. Keeps you on your toes. It does. Yeah. That was more than I liked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Did, it was um, for everybody, really, to be honest. But. So you've decided to go. 
all in on video. I'm not going to do photos anymore. I yeah. want to do video. But then you've still got some photography weddings. Still had like honor. two years worth, yeah. Because yeah. so you obviously did that. Did that then get delayed because of COVID? So all you, that got pushed you, back. You're then doing photography for longer than you yep. anticipated. All that, got, but I think what I was thinking is I will probably try and transition by about 2023 because it'd take a while to move across. Obviously, that condensed when we came back from COVID. It condensed everything to 18 months. So instead of doing maybe 40, 50 weddings, I don't know. I think in 2021, I did 60 weddings in six months. Yeah. And then last year, I did something like 65 weddings. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, it made me want to quit weddings because it was too many weddings. Everybody was the same last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I, actually, I actually quite liked it being stupidly busy last year. I enjoyed it in 21. I'd had enough by the end of 22. <laughs> was, are, are you now uh, solely video? Have you got any photography bookings? Not that I did. That's, I did my last photography job in October. So that's it. And done. That's it. It's done. That was the threat. That was that like a momentous day. I did it with Sam like... Fitton. Um, oh, so right. another one of your guests. Yeah. Sam was working it, and um, I said, "This sounds quite momentous. This. this is my last ever stills job," and um, I actually quite enjoyed it. Any uh, regrets? No, no. I, I, I think I'd, I'd sort of fully gone for the video side. I, you know, because. You, I mean, you know, you do it. It, it is great. quite satisfying, and there's yeah, quite great. a lot you can do. I think the biggest thing with for me with video is you could have a very average wedding and make it look amazing on video. You know, if it's you know not loads is happening and it's kind of the energy's not amazing, but you can film, shoot, and edit in a way that it can look completely different. Yeah. With stills, what you get on the day is ninety five percent of what you're going to deliver. If it's not happening, you. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. going to need that energy to go up. And I quite like, I think Stefan says, we're chief turd polishers is how he refers to videographers. It's like, <laughs> yeah. our job is to make every wedding look like the most incredible wedding that's ever happened. And that is something that can that you to can do. You can, yeah, yeah, and it gives you a bit of power as well. That I, think I, like, I like that ability to turn that around and make it look amazing. Like, we always, we, ask, we con- always ask our guests a question at the end of what, what else would you do if you're not in the, if you're not a filmmaker or you're not a, and my answer was I'd love to be a wedding filmmaker you know we do I have just, that creative freedom yeah. to take it wherever we want with the video and, and couples love you for it because that's what you do more so than photography and anything else I guess the, the stills are a lot more there's um, less inspectancy on the, yeah. the delivered finished thing with us isn't they there? trust you so much what I found is like, I mean be fortunate I've never really had many complaints but you certainly find that with video, they just go, oh yeah, just do your thing. Mm. You know, like with photos, you'd often get like, oh, we'd still quite like a few groups or we'd like this style of shot. You know, people still have an idea of like, because everyone, everyone can take a picture. Everyone's got a camera phone. Everyone's a photographer, aren't they? So people still have, an, but with video, they're still just like, oh no, that's, that's like, that's a scary world is that. Yeah. So we just trust you. Yeah. And that might change now as it does get easier to film stuff. And So you, so you, you are enjoying it, no regrets. Um, None at all. No, I think it's it it's it's just more satisfying. Is you it know, as, like, as fulfilling or more so? Or more than I thought. Actually, I, I like. I think like having learned a lot more about filmmaking because I think that's the main thing. It's kind of hard because you get a lot of people go, "Oh, we make wedding films. We went wedding videos. Then it's not films, is it? You know, it's that sort of like we're not Hollywood." And I get that. It's not the the difference is huge. Um, but there are elements of things that you see in Hollywood films that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. In yeah. When, the way you mm. cut, the way you pace things, the way you use moments of music, that you can set up and pay off stuff. Yeah. It is creatively satisfying. Yeah. You, you are you creating that. emotions, aren't you? And you yeah. can do it in the wedding film, just like you can in the Hollywood movie industry. There's a lot more um, freedom to, to create something that's a bit more unique. Yeah. 
with a, with a video, but it does take a lot more time. So you kind of, from a business perspective, it, financially, yeah. even though I charge more, I put more hours in. So if you're going to look at it purely on working an hour for hour basis, it probably is a backward step. Yeah. But it's reignited my excitement yeah. for going to weddings and I found something that's that I'm probably worth. better at. Yeah, that's good. Well, just, 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 just pulling it back to, obviously we talked about, we, we getting in contact with your venues and getting your work that way. What other things were you doing? Because we know that you've been well, there's, quite, there's quite one big thing. In rewards, you, that, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> there's one thing that we know that you've that you've done from your experience that I'm guessing has been a big help, and that's the awards. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. wedding industry awards. So, so the that, ones that the most divisive thing out there. If you sometimes talk, some people get. But I'm like a huge advocate of them. Um, I did them as a photographer, so it, it uh, went yeah. all the way back to 2013 when I was um, first building my business. And my wife came back and she said, you need to win an award. Like, that's how you get... She said, because when she was looking for her wedding suppliers, our wedding suppliers, not our wedding suppliers, she said she started out by looking on Google for award-winning suppliers because it was a way to separate who was good, who wasn't good. Yeah. So she said, you need an award, you need an award. And then she, she found the wedding industry awards. She went back, she said, you need to enter this. I think it was 50 quid to enter back then. It wasn't a huge amount of money. Yeah. It's probably the same now. Um, so I entered in 2013... And um, I got a regional finalist for Northwest, and I was in the, I, I mean, it was such an own goal by not doing this. I was, they didn't have best newcomer regionally. They just had an overall best newcomer. And I was in best newcomer, which meant I got a ticket to London. So the first year I'd ever done it, I got a ticket to London. And I was like, oh, I won't go to that. It's too, it's London. It's too hard. And then I didn't get another one for 10 years. So I, 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 you learn, you, if you get a chance to ever go, you go. Um, <laughs> but I did it. And that's firstly where I saw Jeff Wood's stuff because he was one of the judges on. And I started to realize yeah. video was really good. But actually what massively worked for me from the wedding industry was is back then when you entered, there was a nominees list that got put on the website. And how if you entered on the day the wedding industry was open, you were top of that list. Well, the public don't often know the difference between where is that the nominees list in order of they just see a name at the they top. They just see a name at the top on yeah. a wedding thing. I right. used to book six or seven weddings a year from just when the day it opened, pay my 50 quid, putting it on. Didn't care if I won because yeah. I was booking six or seven weddings for yeah, 50 quid. Because every, every year I've entered, they open in like August or whenever, and I never bother doing my... I never even enter until... The week before. The week before. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was one of those little like um, marginal gains, if you like. I'm a sad there's a little, stuff like that. a little trick for people. Little trick. But probably. unfortunately, they don't change do that now. Oh, They've changed. changed. Right. <laughs> so I'd know there's been a judge on it. You it? would know this. <laughs> so when they open now, they don't put the nominees list up. The nominees gets announced then when the voting's closed. Um, mm. But what had then happened is because she then in the I was in a I think I was a photographer finalist for five consecutive years. But I was in the Adam Johnson, Liam Crawley period yeah, yeah. where those heavyweights were just slogging it out, one winning one year, one winning the other. Yeah. Um, and I was never of their, never even close to their level. Um, but I used to book three, four, five jobs a year off being involved in it. So for me, pound for pound, it was the best marketing. I'm um, going to the network, then going to the awards nights, meeting all you guys is how I got to like meet yeah. other people in the industry. So once I moved to video, obviously the years that I was being mentored Jeff is one of the judges still so yeah. I didn't enter because although I, you could I didn't want anybody to point that finger of saying oh well you're only in because Jeff's your mentor yeah. Yeah. so I didn't enter I had a couple of years off um, and then as soon as that sort which of which would never happen by the way because he, he doesn't judge his own he doesn't judge the anyway, region so. yeah so it's it, yeah. but you know what it's like. You just want to keep it nice and clear. I think there'd been a, a touch of controversy around some mentoring the year before or something. So we just stayed clear People of that. People draw their own conclusions, don't they? Yeah, you, we'd, you we'd get a bit of. Yeah. We'd steer clear of it, and I just thought also like I was, like, I was still learning. So I think I entered in COVID, 
and then didn't do anything. But again, you you're being linked to the awards. You know, like yeah. people see you're on it again. They see that you're a finalist. You can market this on your socials. Well, if it's if it was working for your photography, why then, wouldn't it work for video? Yeah, exactly. And then it's I like did transferable thing. Twenty two. So the beginning of twenty two, we had the delayed twenty. Yeah, so twenty twenty two, we had. It was all a bit because it's all a bit weird, isn't it? The year they do it is actually the year before it occurs. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of COVID, the actual regional final was in twenty was in the same year. So I got highly commended then, and then the year after I won it. And then this year I didn't win it, but we're not going to talk about Why that. not? <laughs> oh, is, that, is this when Adam won it? Is that, I did, yeah, did, uh, he's not mentioned that. I just I who, won, who, won, who won it this time? <laughs> it just wasn't me, so it doesn't exist. Um, but he's got a tattoo on it. Have you seen his tattoo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regional Northwest. B- beat James. <laughs> <laughs> but um, It's funny, though, because the year before you won, and obviously... The uh, roles were reversed, weren't they? You, so this, this time it's yeah, swapped. We, we, but last year, I was like, I got my highly commended, and then it was just so nice that that you then went on to win it because if it wasn't going to be me I'm glad it was you or Steph or one of my mates and it was nice watching you and then this year it was the other way around and yeah. you, you were on my shoulder going go on you've got this yeah, and it's I think so, as I so wanted nice to get highly commended I grabbed you and went well done even though we didn't yeah. know it was you and but... it's just nice that we're all in that and, it, and it's funny because you just you said about the photography that you were in that era of two or three top guys that were winning it the heavyweights year yeah. on year one of them was always winning it and you thought oh, never gonna get so you've gone to video which is less saturated and all of a sudden you're in that mix of the people that are back and forth every year and yeah. and, and from a marketing perspective the the weird thing is the moment I, and the re, and again i go back to it is i mean partly i'm competitive so i like to win and all the rest of it but oh you're so mad at me <laughs> <laughs> but and, when andy keir is was like it he was so mad about tea? it <laughs> yeah. I'm not you are just no, mad at not winning because no, no, i'm yeah. just i, I just, am a horrible i mean my wife will t- she'll say you're the worst loser ever she didn't come she went if you don't win I can't be there if you don't win it you just that hour drive home will be the worst because oh, I was thinking like oh, I'm not going to win it this year um, but the reality of doing it is for marketing so I and again this comes back to business when I when I entered it and got highly commended all over my socials get it everywhere people just go oh I've seen your award win doesn't matter that it's bit, not yeah. on a win I got to walk up on stage you've got some I think Sam Fitton videoed it so there's a video of me on there the year after I then win it, genuinely, the day after, five or six inquiries land straight away because you've, you've won it. And you just think, well, would they have, They probably wouldn't have come. Even this year, not winning it, but still getting highly commended, straight up, that is the highest engagement well, post of this year. you've got to think those people are maybe on the fence about booking you, all of a sudden they say, he's going to get dead busy now. Yeah. We need to jump on him. It you creates... Know, it, I think it creates a bit of urgency, doesn't yeah. it, with people? So even... And but, that level of credibility. But even well. not winning it, even if the guys that that just ended to get to the final. That's where I was as a photographer. Still, I still used to generate tons of work good. off it. And I know that awards polarise people because, you know, there's always, oh, it's a paid thing or whatever. The Wedding Street Awards isn't. And mm. That isn't a paid. You, I couldn't, I can't go to Damien offering 500 quid to win it. It doesn't work like that. Oh, or buy a table or whatever. It doesn't work like that. I know like we'd say that. that's why I like it so much because I believe it's the fairest award. Yeah. And the way that it's judged and the way it's run and set up. Um, so Nothing's perfect, but it's as close as you're going to get it's the fairest one, and the quality of the competition. If I'm not going to win it, I want to lose to. I don't want to lose, but I want to lose to somebody who's good. Yeah. And at least when you're in that, you're like, oh well, yeah, they're 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 really good. You know, that's fair enough. Yeah. It's not a popularity contest. Uh, there's no other affiliations. If you get a big advert somewhere, you've got more chance of winning. It's not. It's it's about yeah. the fairest. You know, in my eyes, without a doubt. And the thing, like, then I, if you win it and you'll get this opportunity, you get to go to London then, and London is fantastic. I didn't go the first time, I regret it. I've gone the second time, and I got a nationally highly commended in London. 
So that's, again, I'm frustrated because I didn't win it. But, yeah, that's pretty good though. But you've then yeah. got to step back and go, I wasn't even shooting film three years ago. To be highly commended for the whole of the UK in the finals is amazing. And and, and you get to walk up on stage, which is good. We, you know? we know with that, because yeah. the, the, the judges in the videography category are the videographers. So they're looking at yeah. your quality of work uh, as much as your overall service. So that time you spent with Jeff learning and getting as good as you could as fast as you could yeah like it's paid off because i mean i know your films now are great and i i could see the progression from when you started to where you are now um but it to come second of all the videographers in the national i mean highly commended second place it's pretty second awesome, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, awesome. it just shows that that time spent it's worth it, yeah. And improving your work has, has paid off. And it's, it's, hard, it's a hard sell to people because they see money, don't they? They go, oh, but that's going to cost me X amount. But again, the day after that, three, four, five inquiries land it and, it's, itself, and yeah. it sustains then. And suddenly you're booking, and I'm booking more. And like, you know, when I said I doubled it in that period, well, I've gone up again. And now it's still a difficult time. It's still, you know, people financially, it's challenging. I'm still booking at those higher rates. And I, I think there's an element of when you go on the website, and I can't remember who told me this, but they said, like, it's about what makes you different from the other top guys that, you know, when you're charging more money, why should a couple book you over booking all the other guys? Mm. And if you can stick a couple of awards, brads and grooms will look at that. And that sometimes is... Can be the defining factor. I think you yeah. said it off camera before, Adam. It's that, well, I want the best. And that yeah. feels like that might be the best, yeah. you know. So you've got three guys, and one, only one of them has won awards, so he's must be the best. So and naturally, people will spend that a little bit more then because they believe that. And and I'm not saying they're not getting quality because I like to think we are good quality. You know, the best does tend to win it. Um, so it does give you that little leg up. So it's that's a huge part of marketing. I'm a bit of a detail guy, um, and. I'm a bit of a saddo. I like I like my Formula One. So Formula One's all about marginal gains. So it's finding that one, two percent. And you've got to look around. We're all competing. We're all looking for the same clients. So what can I do that's slightly different? And the, it doesn't always work. There's one example I had is um, lots of new wedding venues in Yorkshire coming up. So they haven't got existing relationship. They haven't got existing um, recommended suppliers. But these were good venues. I, I ended up working at Fickett Priory. Um, picking a wedding up there and it was like this is really I mean it's really I think it's about 35,000 to have your wedding there on a Saturday it's really expensive so I'm like these are you know these are clients that they're can the, afford the, video they want the video venues you want to be in with yeah so I shot a wedding there it was a great wedding um, professional jockey you know amazing it was a Tuesday randomly but it was a fantastic you know they had top suppliers yeah. all through the day I think Ellie Sachs was there in the night so you know this is a good wedding and I basically I'd never done this before. I'd never had the balls to do it. But I just went to the coordinator and said, like, I want to work here again. How do I get recommended by you? And basically, it was just asking. She was like, send the films over. And we sent the films. They, they liked the films. I got recommended by them. Now, there's six or seven other venues that have opened in North Yorkshire. There's, I mean, it's always been right for it. It's a beautiful area. And it just it yeah. seemed that you needed more. So I created a page. So I mimicked my homepage on the website, basically made it all about Yorkshire, SEO'd it for Yorkshire mm. wedding videography. So it sits within my website, but you, it, when you Google, it comes, I think I rank second. I booked five weddings through that this year. So that was one morning's worth of work yeah. that has generated five or six jobs because I just realized that there was opportunity. I'm now recommended at three of those venues um, because I've managed to get in there early. Um, I think Dave touched on that. You can SEO for a venue that you've never even worked at. 
I did this with King Street Townhouse when I was a photographer. I knew it was opening. And I was like, right, I'll create a page for it. Create a page, put some generic photos on there. I booked three weddings having never worked there before yeah. it even opened. Yeah. So then I'm ahead of the curve because I've got the blog. So it's looking around thinking, how can I get that small yep. game? I also like record, if you on your inquiry page, have a drop-down box for where the inquiries come from. I use Studio Ninja, I don't know if... As a CRM, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Studio Ninja is really good for videographers, photographers, but you know, there's loads of other All ones. All that data is kept for you, isn't it? It's kept Stored. for you. There's yeah. a drop down box. I can look now this year and I can see that 35% of my inquiries have come through other suppliers, 25% have come through Instagram. I know where I'm getting my inquiries from, so I know that if I can put my time and effort into networking with other suppliers, Instagram, I know what my conversion rate is. So, is it does it? Give you like a pie chart or something. Yeah, it gives you basically it gives yeah. you a pie chart. But then it's like you say, just at a glance, you know where to put your efforts yeah. because that's what's working. Because it shows me on, and then you can then go into a separate page and it'll show like I've got 28% of my inquiries through Google, 5% have converted. So th- this year, for example, Instagram's dropped off. I've gone from like 12% conversion to I think it's 3% on Instagram. Now it could be that people find you on Instagram and then going through your webpage and ticking different boxes, but it makes me then look and you go, right, I need to work a little bit harder than on my Instagram because that's Mm. not converting as many this year. And I now know that people, and again, ask your clients questions. How did you find me? Oh, well, I found you on Instagram and I found you because you were tagged in another post from another supplier. They're using Instagram like a search engine now, which I think comes back to what Dave said, the the search volumes dropped a bit on Google. It must be getting replaced on Instagram. Social media. Can't tell how it is, but couples now. So when you're posting stuff, tag everybody in it. Yeah, yeah. Use the collaborator function. You know, venues tend not, to, you might get a venue that'll accept it, but what I've started doing is collaborating with the MUAs and um, the other suppliers because they generally accept it. Yeah. But they're venues also. Venues probably, yeah, I found Venues the same. are the venues apex predator. Venues don't really want to yeah, I've tried, accept I've tried that. the collaboration, yeah. but other suppliers mm. will. Other suppliers, because venues yeah. are the top dogs out there. They're like. And also, and the, and the bride got, will, but he's you've got to. You want to be able to control and manage what's on your grid. If they're accepting, yes. then it's all going to mess up their grid. And if they don't. If they've, they've got, got, a, if they've got a social media policy, not policy, but a manager, they have a certain look they're going for. Yeah. But you also got to think like when I was a photographer, you were one of the top three people booked, venue dress photographer. Video, we're more popular, but we're not in the top three yet so you look at can you collaborate with makeup artists and venue dressers or all the other mm, people because mm. you're they're, if they're sharing and tagging and you're coming up in their feeds clients who are looking are now seeing this and they will either be thinking of getting a video or they might start thinking of getting a video we've got that slight opportunity to use that collaborator thing a bit more yeah. and it, it worked I did it with a makeup artist from one of the Yorkshire weddings that I did yeah. straight away a couple of inquiries collaborating the with the Amazing. makeup artist the the lesser suppliers if you will in yep. that list of priorities rather than trying to get the venues right, don't worry about that because I found the venues generally you might get the odd one or two but yeah. a photographer yeah, will, will accept it good tip you yeah. know the others will so use that that's that's working that's that a bit of gold me. right there yeah a bit of gold yeah perfect um, so where you are now have you got to the point where you've fully replaced your yeah. photo and you just have you booked a, do you book as many videos and I'm have booking, you replaced I'm booking, the income and all yeah that? the income's the same um, in fact, 23 is my second best year. So it's slightly up on where I was as a photographer. So you're earning more, in fact. Slightly more, yeah. yeah. I mean, the cost of everything's gone up, so it's yeah, kind yeah, of all yeah. negligible, yeah. isn't it? But slightly more. But I'm doing a lot. The main thing is I'm doing a lot less because I've got like two girls who are eight and six and my wife's like, she's 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 got a busy job. So being away on the weekends, doing 50 weddings, I didn't want to do that as I'm getting a bit older. Yeah. So I wanted to be around more. So again, that was part of the reason. So I'm now 
I did 31 weddings this year um, and I'm aiming for 30 next year again. So I've dropped 20, Good number. 20 weekends yeah. or 20 Everybody weddings. Everybody arrives at this number. I've arrived at that number. 30 of. It's the magic. It's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. 30 is the number, isn't it? It's the it? Tom Harrington. when Because again, I worked with Tom a few times. He's another video guy from up here and he was, mm. does amazing weddings mm. and does brilliant work. And Tom was like, just do, th- I want to do 30 weddings. And I was like, Tom, that's the dream. Yeah. And that, he was there, he stuck that in my head and that's kind it's of what it's, it's a dream both ways. If you're starting out, I want to do 30. And if you're doing it a long time, you've been doing 50, 60 weddings. Oh, I want to get down to 30. It's a good number. So it's that number, But it's, it? it's not like, I, I still, it's, it's not too much, but it's still it's quite enough. a good amount. Yeah. I don't want to do like 12 a year and charge fortunes. I like doing a, a yeah, decent yeah. number. I like to be busy. I like to go to weddings. You know? Yeah, I like to be busy. Yeah, and the networking side of it as well. So I, think I feel like it's a good middle ground. With 50, I was finding that you could get to, a little bit to like, oh, I've got a wedding again. Whereas with 30, yeah, you're rarely doing it. them that close together. You're like, no, I'm you up for this. You get more excited for your next wedding. Don't yeah, you? I'm back yeah. in now. I have a couple of weeks break. I'm, I'm buzzed when it's coming up to it. I'm like, oh, yes. I get to be that guy again. Yeah. <laughs> well, well done for going from uh, one. I mean, I know they're similar, but it's still a whole different marketing, whole different ball game. For, you've gone from one thriving business, completely started again, and thriving now in this one. So it's great. It's Ho- brilliant. Hopefully, well it's kudos to you, Mister. Um, <laughs> going forward, do you think you'll get in a few years? You'll be like, I'm sick of video. I want to do the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have about a seven, eight year itch. I did eight years in my first job, 10 years in the police, and then seven years in photos. So the, my wife's like, you've got to stop changing jobs, you know? like No, I think it's what keeps you alive, mate. I, I think always having another you're challenge. He's going to be a venue dresser in six years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah even like, I reckon I could do venue planning. I reckon I could do wedding planning. I could do wedding planning. I reckon I could do that. She was like, just settle down. But I think I even tried to never play the sax years settled. ago. Never, never sit settled. still. Never. I tried to play the sax years ago. I got lessons there. I'll leave that to Ellie and Dax and the rest of them. Yes, yeah, I tried. It's not for me. That's too hard. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not getting any younger, so I don't want to keep reinventing myself because you've, you've got to mm. stay relevant, don't you, as you get older? No, keep reinventing. <laughs> it's the spice of life. I, I'm enjoying the films, and I, and I think like I use like I make I always make a family film when we go on holiday. So like I try and like do new things in that 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 I can maybe can push into the wedding film. Yeah, so tr- so I try and keep it fresh a little bit more. Which yeah, Stefan's big on that sort of thing. Isn't yeah, it, it was Stefan who inspired me to he do it. He films everything. Yeah, but <laughs> it keeps those creative juices flowing by doing some non-wedding stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, before we ask the the wrap up kind of closing yeah. questions, um, I, I know I know this because I know you and I've met your wife, but she's your wife's in law. To st- yep, she's a partner at a law firm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And and on Facebook groups, whenever I see these like discussions on contracts and <laughs> anything l- remotely legal, you always pop up and go, "Well, actually, my wife's lawyer, and you can't do that." So don't you know all that? What you just said is a load of rubbish. I mean, and I, I know because my wife's. In I have no authority whatsoever I, to well, get involved. Okay, in these so maybe things. this is. Uh, but don't take this with a pinch of salt because I don't know. There's how no legal advice binding. being offered here because I am not qualified. <laughs> but in- I thought it might be good to get some tips because if if I was ever to amend my contract and wanted it to be as above board as it could be I think I would come to you and just be like James does your wife anything just because I know I've seen you in the group. slip your wife for tennis she'll sort my contract just because I've seen you in the groups and I'm like oh you must know a few bit, a few bits I ask her because obviously she's the qualified legal brain in yeah. the thing and does it help having a wife who's a lawyer to help you with your uh, contract? No, not really, no, because she's like, oh, as if I want to look at that. You know, like, <laughs> I, do, I do that all day. Is there anything that you can offer? Because I know um, there's a couple of things. We've I think the biggest thing that she that she says in it is that it's, and this is just general, 
this isn't legal advice in any stretch, it's often we will write our own contracts. So we're the first industry to, to sort of bag anybody else that goes, oh, I'll get my uncle to photograph the wedding. You're like, oh, why not get a pro? And then we all go and write our own contracts yeah, as though yeah. we know what we're, like, we know we're doing. And well, I, of- I made my contract and it's stuff that I've just tried to you research. Just, you just play- I'm just... You steal it from everywhere. So basically, we all create these contracts and we all stick things in them and we all think that they carry weight. And as she said, you've got to be so careful what you stick in because if you stick something in that's like totally unenforceable and is actually, I mean, illegal is the wrong word, but it isn't legally binding, you can void the... So you could have the best contract written by a professional lawyer. You stick your own clause in that you think is like, oh, I can just whack this in, and it could void the whole lot. So even though you end, if you ended up in court and you're right, that could wreck the whole thing. And you're, you, even though you're legally correct, because your contract's void, it then doesn't count for anything. Right. So the whole thing falls apart. This so is, this so is, just get some proper legal advice. Yeah, because <laughs> most of us just... We've winged it. Winged We've copied it, yeah. it off probably another um, supplier that sent us and this years year, ago. I quickly was wanting to bring that up because I've seen so many... You know when people go, yeah, but I've, you know my deposit's always non-refundable. They never get like it's non-refundable. Deposit isn't returnable at all. And then always on these posts, <laughs> I look for your name because somewhere James Tracy's going, yeah, but you can't actually do that. So you're talking rubbish. I think the biggest and I know because the my biggest ones so. when they stick in like you know you've got a feeders and it's in the contract and you're like, well, who are you going to take to court? Like the yeah, venue yeah. fails to feed you. It's not the bride and groom's fault. What are you going to do? Are you going to take them to court? They're like, get that out. That's pointless. Yeah, yeah. But, and again, I went back to her and she went, oh, it's just like, get, just go and get it drafted. It'll cost, I mean, they're not cheap, but you'd know that once you've had that done, if you, you did end up in court. Well, I mean, hopefully you never, and you, you kind you of. You work your backside off to never end up there, but. Yeah, yeah, you're praying and working on the basis that you're never going to. never going to enforce any of it. Yeah. But, you know, we, we're the first to like slap people off for like not paying the pro. And I then we go and like, yeah. I found this on the internet. It'll do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, he's done his research today. He's already prepped his. I have, but they've gone, they've gone, out, my, really? they've gone out my head though. <laughs> uh, this is the, two, is, the two questions. Yes, what is your best, most outrageous wedding story? Um, I mean, mine goes back to when I first started in photography and I'd booked a relatively cheap job locally in Oldham. And um, it turns up at this church and it's like not the best. It's got like barbed wire outside it and stuff. And, you know, you're sort of walking in thinking, and I'm starting to get better bookings at this point, but this is like a sort of what you'd like an older booking from when you first started. Yeah. But you're like, do you know what? I'm, it's a challenge. I can see what we can do here. And you walk in and half the church was full with the bride's side and the groom's side, there was about 10 people. So you sort of got the vibe that there wasn't a whole lot of love between the two families. Um, so it goes and shoots this wedding and it's, you know, it's a bit livelier on the sort of groom's side. You know, you can sort of tell perhaps they're a little bit, you know, more familiar with sort of the criminal justice system is perhaps the best way of putting it. <laughs> How very nicely put. <laughs> yeah, more familiar with the criminal justice system. Okay. Nice so we're outside doing the group shots and um, struggling to find somewhere that doesn't have barbed wire and looks rubbish. Yeah. And um, the groom's dad comes over and he goes, I recognise you from somewhere. And I'm sort of thinking, where? And he looks at me and goes, you used to be a cop. Oh, shit. And I sort of looked and I was like, oh, no. And he said, uh, yeah, you locked our Matty up. Oh, no. And he t- I've changed the names, by the way. And he turned over and he goes to the best man, Matt, calls him over and said, do you remember him? 
He lumps oh, you up. No. And then I asked what his name was, and I'm rubbish with faces, but I'm great with names. And I locked him up when he was 17, 18 for smashing a bus window and then kicking off on the bus. And we'd had a bit of a roll round and everything. <laughs> and <laughs> you when, you build, round. when you're like 17, 18, if you go into custody, your dad has to come in with you. You have to have an appropriate adult. So his dad had obviously seen me clock my face. I mean, lost my hair. I had hair back then, but I'd, I'd gone by this. But you used to have hair? I used to have hair. Wow. <laughs> and um, he'd obviously remembered my face, but of course, all his mates are there. Who were then like, you under purple? And they're all coming over with yeah, their hands down the pants. And it suddenly turns. I'm like, apologize. No, 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 I've left the police now. I'm not there. Oh, yeah, that lot. Yeah, them bad. Ooh, ooh the police. Yeah. And, they're fuming at you. Oh, you they were, yeah, they were not happy. And it created this like incredibly horrible, tense How day. Awkward. Where the you could see that I was like I can't be left on my own anywhere here because I think I'm going to get, get out I'm going to get stabbed, and yeah, I did first. I've never left a wedding as fast as the one <laughs> that I'd locked the best. I was man hoping you were going to say they'd mistaken you for Pep Guardiola. No, <laughs> Pep Guardiola is that he's a man, man city. As your football, I yeah. No, I've, I've had a couple of people come up and make the passing comment, which my wife says is a compliment, so I'll take that. Hey, it was a but, uh, Great story, by the way. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, nice it, was a, it was an awkward day that day. It straddled my two working yeah. lives. Uh, next question. Um, I mean, listen, he's, he's done two different careers in the wedding <laughs> if you industry. Be a photographer. If you're not, or if a, you're a wedding videographer or a photographer, what else would you like quite like to do in the wedding industry? I quite the thing I enjoyed about the cops is turning up and having to control the environment and make things work you know, like putting the wheel back on and making it right. And the closest you'll get to that is like a venue coordinator. You know, like on the day, it can be a bit chaotic, can't it? And times can go. And I think, and of course I do, because it's me, I think I'd be quite good at that. I think I'd be quite good at kicking people's asses and get... Because the one thing that grinds my gears is when venues are a little bit like, oh, we just push it back 50 minutes. We don't push it back on my watch. We are going <laughs> yeah. at the right time. That's the policeman in my weddings. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, it's different, when, it's different when you're there, isn't it? You're like, you're, you're, you factor that in, though, don't you? And that's the thing. I, I often think the venues don't... Like, Howard's coming, right? He's going to be doing X, Y, and Z, so we need to allow an extra however long. Yeah, yeah. And, that do, and I often think that people just don't think through. They just think every wedding is the same. Yeah, mm. I get that. And I've been I like... I see that. I'd quite enjoy that, being able to figure out that yeah. everything's it's a bit funny, different. because I see some coordinators flapping when I turn up and I say to him so look the only extra time I had is 10 minutes yeah how could you not deal with that and some of them get a bit oh well, we can't just let it happen so I think yeah. my background would probably mean I'd be okay at doing that but that's really boring isn't it? you'd I be think, chatting like... too much imagine working <laughs> a wedding where James is coordinator <laughs> be chatting to you all day <laughs> is this the longest podcast we've ever done the amount of people I'm, I talk to and you, if your oh. name comes up I worked with Andy Keir and Oh God, he never shuts up. He never, it's like the best way yeah, but possible. But this is what I like, as we'd say. Do you know, do you know what I like when you were a photographer? Because, I mean, you, you are quite infamous for being a, a chatterbox. I've filmed um, my entire life. But is... when we've done weddings in the past, when you've been photographing, it's quite nice because you kind of, because you're chatting away to everybody, it makes like, the, bri- the bridal prep was quite nice. And I felt like I could get involved more because you were, you yeah. were opening that conversation and, rather than me doing it. It's a bit, and again, and that, that goes back to a touch of a marketing thing. I would speak nice to all the bridesmaids. That, yeah, <laughs> and it's great that because you, you're chatting with the, yeah. the guests and you're not bothered about chatting away to the bridesmaids about anything and everything. You so want to break, me feel break that barrier down and often that's then led to work. People bump people if they like friendly chat yeah. people, don't they? Um, but it's gone different so. with film because I can't talk because I don't love my own voice in the film. So I've had to be a bit more quiet with, with video. Oh, that is, that is definitely different. Photography, you've got to be that vocal person, haven't you? With video, you don't. You, you're just shooting it. No, and, and the last thing you shooting. want is the 
someone's voice in your footage going I don't want mine yeah I mean I work when I worked with Jeff Woody I did when we did Stefan's wedding Jeff Wood filmed it and I was chatting to oh, yeah. Stefan's wife and he came up and he said do you ever shut up <laughs> I was like sorry um can we have a question for the next guest just to finish on? We didn't. Ooh. We don't have a question did for you from the last guest. Did we not? No, we didn't. No, we didn't do it. So no, that's fine. Today yeah. we're making sure that we leave. That's fine. Place. I mean, I have to think about this. It's quite hard, and I don't think it's. A, I think I don't we think don't know who the next guest is. No, and anyway, I don't know so. if it's a particularly good question. I guess it's. I can relate it to probably what I've come on for, which is shifting business. So if you were say your business got wiped out overnight and you had to restart again tomorrow, what's the one thing? that you got told you sh- you had to do that you just wouldn't do again. Yeah. You know, there was like, that's a load of crap. Yeah. And what's the one thing that you would 100% do first? Mm, so nice. the most important thing that you've learned in business, I guess. Perfect. Right, James, thanks, mate. Thanks, James mate. Tracy yeah, Films. Thank, thanks James Tracy me. Films. James Tracy much. Films. Um, you've been amazing. And I love, I love your story. I've loved the transition. And you've done awesome. And it's been great to, to hear all about it. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Come again soon. Thank you. Come again soon. <laughs> Not too soon. <laughs> Not too no, soon. No, we need, need some, a break. We need some variety. <laughs> we need yeah. some variety. We've got next year's going to be good. We've got a few. Come, have you got some, some great guests? Good people lined up. Who have you got lined up? <laughs> um, <gasps> ah, can't cut. say it. Cut. <laughs> So thanks so much for listening. We really hope that you found this episode insightful, inspirational. And if you did enjoy that, then please consider subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, we're Think Wedding Business. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. So if you want to watch us, you can go over to YouTube and find us at Think Wedding Business. And the same over on Instagram to keep up with all of our future episodes. We'd really love you to subscribe and join us on this journey. And if you do like this content, please consider giving us a five-star review. It just helps us get seen and helps spread the word. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.